today, making his Howard Stern Show debut, Academy Award-winning actor, Sean Penn. Hey now. Good morning, everybody. Hey now. Yeah. Hey, oh. Hey now. Hey now. Yeah. You know, it's a weird thing doing this show because I. You fixing your hair, Robin? Checking yourself yes, out, Howard. Is that what you're doing? Look at you! It looked oh, a little hot. big Flat. today. Oh, big! <laughs> yeah, my hair's big every day. You know, I haven't had a haircut in, uh, geez, three, four months now. And uh, right, uh, ooh, ooh, uh, I'm loading up on a lot of hair gel. That's how I'm keeping it under control. But is that right? Because I was saying it hasn't gotten as big as I thought it would. No, the hair gel tightens it up. I see. It uh, keeps it. Quaffed, but uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, it's I'm not leaving my house anytime soon, especially for a haircut. I'm not. I mean, that's just too intimate. So and you I'm wouldn't like, let anybody in to cut your hair, no. even if in a, in a hazmat suit. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to let my my freak flag fly, and I'm just going to let it <laughs> grow out. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to handle most of this stuff with this. Uh, coronavirus i mean like even my hair gel i was like oh shit i thought i had a whole bunch of it i gotta order some you, you're running that. out if i don't have hair gel i would be fucked because my hair i wonder super what frizzy. it looks like without the hair gel right now I'll, t- I'll tell you what it looks like it gets super frizzy it's just like it, yeah? it has no body or shape i need the hair gel oh yeah it you doesn't know, I'll, just I'll, fall straighter no it looked like phil specter <laughs> That's not a good look. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. but, you don't uh, want that. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing doing this show because uh, Sean Penn is coming on. He's a guy really I'm anxious to talk to. I, I probably would need 10 hours with Sean Penn because the guy's had an incredible career. I mean, it's a fucking crazy career. I mean, the guy's been nominated for an Oscar five times, won twice. Uh, he... Uh, it's practically the complete opposite of me. I, I would say in terms of um, e- even the risk-taking, traveling the world, you know, I'm, I'm a recluse. He's a guy who No, he, he goes into trouble spots. Yeah. It's but, not even like regular travel. Yeah, so there's a guy that I said, I, like like sitting here and talking about Ronnie's duty and stuff and then switching modes and then talking to Sean Penn is, uh, it's a bit schizophrenic for me. Like I've been thinking about Sean Penn I went back and watched some of his, you know, clips from his old movies. I Googled some of his old movies. Incredible movies. Well, of course, Milk, you know, which was great. Um, Fast Times, which I, you know, people talk One about One of the Spicoli. greatest movies, yeah. Spicoli to me, he could have built a whole career off of that. Well, I'll talk to him later. My point is, it's a bit schizophrenic for me because I'm sitting here thinking about Ronnie's duty and then thinking about... Uh, Sean Penn, and it's like you haven't moved on from Ronnie's duty. You want to bring that up again? (laughs) Oh my God! Yesterday I was walking around and I wanted to talk to somebody about Ronnie's duty because it was blowing my mind that whole story about him sticking his hand up his own ass and pulling (laughs) out duty. And I was just like, that is just fucking crazy. And um, I know Beth gets really grossed out, and and you know Ronnie drives us 
and I don't want her to be freaked out by Ronnie. I, you know, Ronnie's freaky enough. Like I, when I first met Beth, we get in the car and she go, well, your driver seems very angry. And I'd be <laughs> like, um, yeah, well, he kind of is. She goes, yeah, you know, I asked him to drive me somewhere and he didn't, he wouldn't answer. You know, I, I said, yeah, I know, I know. He's, you got to let me handle all that. Wow. He, it's just the way he is. He's just an angry guy. But his price is good. <laughs> you got to take the bitter with the sweet. <laughs> yeah. I said, so, you know, and he's reliable and he's loyal. I said, you know, he's like a pit bull. You, you love the dog, but Jesus Christ, you know he's going to bite you one day. <laughs> bite your head off. <laughs> he's going to bite your head off. So I sit there and I go. So I don't like her to be freaked out about Ronnie. So, right. you know. You couldn't talk to her. Yeah. I was like, look, I'm getting a crazy person discount on the limo, so I got to put up with them. <laughs> but I knew what she meant. I mean, like, I'll say to Ronnie, hey, Ron, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I know you're, you're used to uh, Monday going home at three o'clock, but I need to go to a doctor appointment. So I'm going to need to, you know, and you feel because t- she's just like, oh, you know, he doesn't even look at you when you when he goes, OK. And he doesn't, right. he doesn't you know seem he's real disappointed. He doesn't seem real thrilled to drive anywhere. And then, yeah. and then you'd hear, hey, what'd you do this weekend? He'd be like, well, I went driving all weekend. And I'd be like, well, why has he got such a shitty attitude about driving me? But he goes driving all weekend. I, yeah, what I'm he does for him. fun is drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense at all. How come it's not one fun thing, when you're driving me? <laughs> if he said to me, yeah, this weekend I had a great weekend. Oh, yeah, why is that? I did anything but drive. I stayed, you know, I, I did not have to drive. I, I hired a driver because I hate driving so much. Then you'd go, okay, I get it. Yeah. But he would he would get off my job and then go for a drive to relax. <laughs> but if he's driving me, you know, just like, you could just tell the guy was miserable. So I didn't want, you know, so I wanted to talk about Ronnie's duty because the image of him taking his three fingers and reaching in and pulling out his own concrete block of duty. Right. Was so wild to me that... I said, something happened on the show today. I know your brothers are going to write me an email. So brothers listen. And uh, I said, there's just no way. Actually, they didn't write me, but they usually do when something like with Ronnie. They're still in shock. They'll write today. (laughs) Yeah, when something really really gross happens on the show, they usually write me, which, you know, so I always say that I did that one for your brothers. But... um, you know, so I was just sitting there and I was like, I was dying to tell her. And I went, oh, man, I got this. Uh, there's something happened on the show today with Ronnie. And I, I, I but I don't want to tell you. She goes, don't tell me. I don't want to know. She really didn't want to know. Like, she wasn't even like, OK, tell me. And I She's kept, not the whole even day, a little bit curious. No, the whole day I was just like, oh, this Ronnie thing is, is in my head. And I, <laughs> no! I, I, I can't even tell you what it is. It's so over the top. She goes, what, what with the sex I go, no, not sex. She goes, what, duty or shitting? I go, yeah. She goes, I don't want to know. <laughs> no! <laughs> you know, how do you tell your wife Ronnie went noodling in his own asshole? She Oof. wouldn't want to be alone in a car with him. I know. I'm not sure I do. Before this, she didn't want to be alone in a car with him. And then you tell her this. What's right. she going to do? So I wrote Ralph a note, basically said, "Hey, how about that, Ronnie?" And then forget what he wrote back. It wasn't it wasn't satisfying. I wanted to have a Dude. whole discussion. Right. You know, he was. Well, you could have called him. Too. He would have entertained that. Yeah, he was like, "Let's see." 
That was fucking insane on so many levels. <laughs> I have a million questions. What the fuck? Seriously, at one point when I was on the phone, I almost threw up. If I hadn't, if I had eaten, I probably would have. <laughs> when he described breaking it up in the toilet with his hand, and then he gave me the vomit emoji. I didn't even know there was a vomit emoji. There's a vomit emoji. There's a shit emoji. There's goes, all now, kinds of emojis. This is now officially a Ronnie emoji, and it was the shit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ralph. Ay, ay, ay. Howard. Yeah. We had yesterday on the wrap-up show at least 15 people on hold who had been through the same thing as Ronnie, and a woman called, and she went step-by-step step how she had to pull the shit out of her ass. I thought this was insane, but apparently it's more common than we think. Wow. I, I was thinking about it. If, first of all, I try to eat like a lot of prunes and, you know, I have Metamucil. So I don't, I, I was like, I was like, God, I hope that never happens to me where I have a concrete block of shit in my ass and I can't get it out. Well, it didn't make sense to me that Ronnie only missed a couple of days of bowel movements and it became that much of a problem see that right. doesn't make sense to me right because it came out of nowhere it's like dude uh, you know. right yeah you don't make cement overnight <laughs> <That's> some, <laughs> that duty could Do. have been in there since the 70s i'm telling you <laughs> but with ronnie it's either fucking or shitting he's a pretty simple guy uh you know if you if you say, gee, something happened on the show with Ronnie, the first thing he goes, oh, sex, yeah. fucking? No. Oh, shitting. Right. Ass streaks. Yeah, but the point is that he claims that he goes every day, and he only missed a couple of days before it became like, you know, he needed a uh, mm -hmm. uh, stick of dynamite to, to make this come out. I know. So crazy. This guy's a doctor. Paul. Oh, yeah, he's called him before. Hey, Paul, what's up? Paul in Ohio. Not too much. Hey, now. Hey, now. Good morning. Hey, now. Uh, hi, Robin. How are you? Hi there. So I think hey Ronnie's now. issue, it's not only getting enough fiber, but it's getting enough water. Otherwise, you'll be too dehydrated, and the colon's the primary water regulator in the body. So it will just keep resorbing. So, you know, if you're outside doing yard work or whatever you're doing, getting dehydrated, really just like make bricks and annual disimpaction. It's kind of like a rite of passage in, in medicine. When, when you earn your MD, it's one of the first things we always send the interns down to the emergency room because it happens all the time. People come in and you got to snap on your glove and loop it up and pull that shit out. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. You'd being a doctor used to be cool. You thought yeah. so anyway. <laughs> I think I'd become a psychiatrist if I was an MD. That way, I don't know. But you still got to go through this internship. Oh, that's right. That's oh, yeah. you avoid that. that. That was like the the first rotation I did was on geriatrics. So I think like I got in there for manual disimpaction at least three times in the first few days. <laughs> Can't she like go? Hey, let the nurse do it. No, they want oh, them no. to know how to no. do it. Oh, but I'd be like, hey, no, that's no, no, I know how to do this. I get a nurse. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't work. The doctor like wants to see motion. you do it. I have a. I don't feel oh, yeah. well. Let you the nurse do it. The hey, Ron, how you doing? You know what, Ron? <laughs> I was thinking about this too. Do you drink coffee? No, never. Do you? You know, people make fun of me for drinking a lot of hot water all day, but I think that keeps me hydrated pretty well. You might well, want to look into it. Well, here, here, here's what I found out yesterday. 
Uh, I got a lot of messages from people like pharmacists and doctors. And if you take a, a lot, if you haven't been eating a lot of bran and you start eating it like every morning, it can bind you up if mm. you don't drink enough water. And what happened was over, water, right. over the over the weekend, like I got I probably did get uh, dehydrated because I was outside a lot working on my car. And it was hot out, and then I and I had a few. Then Saturday night, I was you know I had a few drinks, and that'll I was dehydrate the, you. And yeah. I was eating all these nuts also, and mm-hmm. that's what I think finished me off. It was a perfect storm. Oh yeah, it was some storm. But I I got so many messages from people that it's happened to. I could I couldn't believe how many people you know heard the we got same a lot thing. of uh, we got a lot of fan feedback. I'll give yeah. you a, while you're here, Ron. A uh, mixture of reactions from the audience after Ronnie sharing his story of trauma to the anus, pulling out impacted feces. I'll let you go, Paul. You probably have something important to do, like treating COVID-19. Or torturing an intern. Yeah, go I'm for a frontline it. worker. But before I go, I just wanted to give him a suggestion for next time. I think he should make a hollow dildo. I think it might uh, be a little easier <laughs> to pull it out that way. You mean like a giant straw and just suck it out? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Okay, good idea. Thank who, you, Dr. Who'll Paul. be on the other end sucking, Howard? Yeah. Ronnie, it'll be a nice long tube. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, here's some of the fans, what they thought. Uh, I was horrified, grossed out, concerned, and laughing the whole time. Ronnie cannot retire. He's a gem, Ron. There you go. You got your fans. I was laughing so hard at Ronnie's shitting story that I almost shit my pants. What a survival story. It is a survival story. I mean, he used his head. He got the shit out of there. Yeah, thank goodness that didn't happen to Tom Hanks when he was on that boat or all alone with with Wilson. And he had to, you know, (laughs) he had to pull a tooth, but he didn't have to disimpact himself. (laughs) Ronnie sounded like he was on the verge of tears recounting that story. I was literally in tears of laughter at work trying to contain myself in my cubicle. Great story, Ronnie. One fan claims to know someone who went through a similar experience. A friend of mine had the same experience as Ronnie and also described her turd as a brick. She had to pull it out with her hand. She also experienced the sweats, saw stars, and was in such immense pain that she almost passed out. She chose to never have a baby. After that experience, Ronnie, in a sense, gave birth. Yeah. A big brick. <laughs> uh, of course, everyone in our audience is a doctor. Here is a list of remedies the fans suggested Ronnie could use if it happens again. Take magnesium citrate. Take a stool softener before bed each night. Drink lots of water. Uh, dehydration causes hard shit. Increase your daily fiber. Take enemas when impacted. Increase salads and carrots in your diet. Well, there you go. One listener was thinking of uh, Ronnie's young, beautiful girlfriend, Stephanie, during this whole debacle. Could you imagine Stephanie's nightmare? She probably walked into a foul-smelling bathroom with shit all over the shower. The bar of soap was probably brown and smelly. Why and how does she deal with that? I can't (laughs) imagine. I'm sure Ronnie cleaned up well. Dude, I light, I all that whole bathroom after I was done. Good for you, the whole complete The whole complete bathroom. You must have gotten some duty on the floor, too. I did. I did. Yeah. I, had no, I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I had right. no choice. I hear you. Oh, my God. 
I mentioned the possibility, and Ronnie did address this, that when he was in his fight with Mike Fox, he was suffering horribly from his concrete-like duties. He did say he he was probably very tough on Mike Fox because of his discomfort. Uh, Mike Fox, after the show, tweeted, An apology is in order, Ronnie. Ronnie tweeted back at Mike Fox, Keep dreaming, dude. Your 10 minutes of fame are over. You got what you got today, and that's it. So whatever apology Ronnie gave... That was it. There will be no other. Why should Ronnie give him an apology? Very true. Very true. The person was exactly right with the tweets. Uh, Ronnie's revelation about his duty and hard duty even inspired a new song. If you want to hear that, here's a new Ronnie song. Well, Ronnie wasn't feeling all right. was really dying. He got a feeling in his belly so tight. I felt like I had to go, but I couldn't go. He got scared and ripped off all his clothes. I ran into the bathroom. Looped up his hand and shoved it up his asshole. I stuck my hand in there. Shit bricks deep inside of him. Sweating like a pig. Stinky shit stuck in his asshole. His poo. I was ready to explode. Yes. Stuck in Ronnie's asshole is poo. Wouldn't come out. Stuck in his asshole is poo. I blew my hemorrhoids out. <laughs> he blew his hemorrhoids out. I love that. I blew my hemorrhoids out. Yeah, I did. Right. <laughs> well, Ronnie was back in great form yesterday. He even tweeted Mike Fox, fuck off, Dick. And then uh, Mike Fox can fuck off. Those were two separate tweets. So Ronnie is in a uh, back in a, a fecal rage, if you will. Yeah, I don't know why Mike is thinking of himself when Ronnie was in so much pain. Um, Let's say hi to Neil in Rhode Island. Neil, what's up? Good morning, Howard. Long time, first time. Um, So I'm a physician also, and uh, I was just calling to validate uh, the pain that Ronnie went through. Um, my one episode in my life occurred, um, during Passover. Matzah is absolute poison to me in this regard. And, uh, the whole concept of, of, of the poop crowning and getting stuck. And then you just feel like your back is up against the wall, so to speak, and you don't know which way to go. You can't suck it back in because it's kind of strangulated. It's that, that's the perfect, uh, the perfect sound effect. Yeah. And, All right. Uh, well, we know it's I painful, do. and obviously you've been through it. And uh, and uh, thank you for your call. I don't know what his point is. But, I don't know, of, but so, a lot of Marty, people have been through it. Obviously, yes. The Neil description sounds a like a tree falling across the road. Yeah, I am certainly <laughs> going to try to um, uh, avoid any of that. I'm drinking my hot water right now. I walked around all yesterday feeling like, um, oh my God, this could never happen to me. In fact. I went upstairs right after the show and made duty because I was like, let me do it. Let me so, did going I, so did I. So did I, dude. I mean, my God. I did not want to uh, screw around. Let's go to uh, Marty. Marty, go ahead. You're on the air. Howard, this whole story about Robert, Ronnie and his shit is unbelievable. I had to help my mother one time unimpact herself uh, to save ourselves a trip from going to the hospital. So I found her in the bathroom in the middle of the night screaming in pain. And she had taken brain radiation and lost her memory, so she didn't really know what was going on. I took a spoon, the end of a spoon, and while she was squatting over the toilet, I broke it off to help get it out of her. She was most <laughs> embarrassed about it. Yeah. But ended up saving us a night in the hospital. But those I would have gone to the hospital. 
Imagine yeah. you're t- t- taking a spoon up your mother's asshole trying to your dig son, out duty. You know, now you got to look at your son again. <laughs> I don't know, man. That is messed up. More than once, and her doctor said to me, Marty, you've done things that no child should ever have to do to your parents. And it was just one of those things. I was watching my 600-pound life last night, and mm-hmm. um, I'm watching the story of a woman. She weighs over 600 pounds. She's huge. And I, I mean, I felt bad for her. She's had, you know, sexual molestation, all kinds of shit. You know, it's it's not fun. But she's it hasn't huge. been a good life. Hasn't been a great life. And th- th- she's got this husband. And I'm like, fuck, what's with this guy? And the first scene is she can't wipe her own ass anymore. So she well, she go she you know she takes a dump in the morning. Then she go, she just it's like a ritual. She walks over to the sink. She bends over completely over, and he walks in with a towel and wipes her asshole. Ugh. And I'm like, man, she goes, you know, I'm really embarrassed. I don't want my husband wiping my ass, but I can't reach. And uh, I'm really afraid he's going to have to start showering me soon, but in bed. <laughs> Just so, because uh, you can't stop eating. <laughs> I'm like, if it doesn't motivate you to stop eating when your husband's wiping your ass with a towel. To get well, the, didn't, yeah, bu- didn't Bubba, uh, yeah, yeah, have, Bubba had that girl going do that? on? Yeah, yeah, and guess what? Bubba lost weight. He yeah. had to. I mean, a woman was wiping his ass with a towel. (laughs) (laughs) This woman's looking at the opposite. She's saying pretty soon he's going to have to shower me, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm in the middle of the episode. Beth fell asleep. I was like, how could you sleep during this episode? (laughs) She was tired. Um. Hey, next time you want to talk to somebody about it, why don't you call Jimmy? He would appreciate that. Why? You know, he likes to talk about stuff on the show. I think he would have enjoyed having the conversation about it. Who, Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Yeah, he's saying you couldn't talk Kimmel, to Beth. Kimmel. You should have yeah, called you Jimmy. Talk to, you oh. couldn't talk to Beth about it. You know, yeah, you could have talked to Jimmy. Kimball, Kimball. I did call Jimmy uh, over the weekend. But I um, I said, hey, Jimmy, you want a tour of um, some of the art I've done recently? Because he, he's into art. So I wanted to show somebody what I was up to. So I gave uh, Jimmy a little um, video tour of what I've been working on. And uh, what did he say? He seemed to like it. You know, I I, I don't think he was that. Um, he, he didn't say that much. So then he wrote me an email afterwards. He must have felt bad afterwards, and he wrote me an email and was like, "Hey, just want you to know that that, that stuff you're doing is really good." Jimmy's not the kind of guy who like goes over the top with praise. Uh-huh. Kind of like my father like that, you know. My father, uh-huh. my father doesn't praise anybody. Jimmy at least gives you a little. Has your father ever seen any of your paintings? Yeah, but he's so out of it now. He, 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 he I don't think he knows what he's looking at. I mean, he's like, you know, oh, that's very nice. He doesn't know you did it? <laughs> I don't know. I think he thinks it's a photograph or something. You know what I mean? Oh. He, he, I don't oh. know. Because I show it to him on the phone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't know what he's looking at. What is this? Why is he showing me this? I know. My old man used to goof on people like himself. Now he's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? My father used to take pleasure in talking oh, yeah. about, you know, people who were fucked up. Yeah. Like, um, he would see some guy, you know, you ever like walk through Manhattan and you see guys all fucked up. Like, you know, I don't know what they have. Maybe it's, they got some, they, they walk strange. Right. You know, and they, they're crooked and everything. And I remember when I was a young kid, I'd be walking through Manhattan with my father. My father, my father would just see. He would come home and go, 
Did you see that guy? Like this, he's looking. Oh, <laughs> he can't even oh, dear. look like. And I'd be like, "Gee, Dad, the guy's got a problem," you know. But I do. I I was happy he was goofing on someone besides me. Yeah, but he didn't care if it was like a disability or an affliction. No, 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 no. He didn't help. He just went off. Yeah, he enjoyed, uh, you know, kind of pointing out or doing impressions of the infirmed. <laughs> Look at that. What kind of walking is that? Oh, boy. He was very <laughs> compassionate, your dad. Yeah, no, no, not a, <laughs> not a compassionate guy. No, you didn't get a lot of good feedback from your, you know, my dad. Wasn't like, wow, I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, no. thank goodness you didn't come out walking funny. No, thank God. I've been a real mess. <laughs> thank God I could walk straight. Any idiot can walk straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paulie, what's up in New Jersey? Hey, what's going on, Howard? Hey now. Hey now. Uh, you, I've been listening to you since uh, sixty-six WNBC. All right. Um, so, Paulie, I have. I've, I don't even want to tell him. Uh, Paulie, I've experienced the uh, finger and the dildo up the ass. What? And, uh, what is he just saying? Paulie. Is... Paulie. Yes. All right, I got to go, Paulie. He's talking. What are you saying? You know, what? what's going on out there? The finger and the dildo up the ass? I don't know what he was carrying on about. What the heck is that referring back to? I don't know. I think he stuck his own finger up his ass. <laughs> he wanted to share his story with us. Well, we were never going to get it out of him. All right, one last... Like, and then I want to drop this... Ronnie shit. Yeah, I want to drop the Ronnie shit story after this. <laughs> yes, Melissa, you're on the air in New York. Howard, hi. I hi. love you guys so much. I've been listening for almost 30 years. I just wanted to say that I had the same problem that Ronnie had, but it was diarrhea. And it happened like six times, once a month for like six months. And it was the absolute scariest thing that had ever happened. And I had the same sweat. But how could that be the same thing as Ronnie? Ronnie had, he couldn't get duty out. You got a lot of duty out. He couldn't go, yeah. But But it was the same symptoms, just the opposite that like that came out. Like, but I you had no problem getting it out. Like I, gonna... I, I got to get out of this. Okay, thanks, Melissa. <laughs> Sorry to hear about it. that. We no. got to the bottom. Okay, love, you. <laughs> love you. Bye. I mean, good Lord. I had the same thing as Ronnie. I had diarrhea. No, you didn't. <laughs> Why is it no one can tell a story straight? Shut up. What's going down. on? I mean, really, what is going on? Good Lord. You know, it's just let's talk about something else. I'll go to Anthony. It's, uh, hi, Anthony. Anthony's in New Jersey. No shitting. Hey, Howard. Good morning. Woman goes, hey, Anthony. I, I go, well, hey, man, what, what, what about it? She goes, I had the same thing as Ronnie. I had diarrhea. It's the complete opposite <laughs> of Ronnie. <laughs> How is that the same? Uh, I've had diarrhea. Hi, Howard. I had the same, but the opposite of Ronnie. I had the same thing as Ronnie, but opposite. <laughs> Did you see 
Anthony, do you see, you know, um, remember Trump went on TV and he said, hey, the, when they when the Secret Service brought me down to the bunker, it's not true. They brought me down for an inspection. I yes. never went down there because we were afraid. So William Barr, the attorney general, they just they just interviewed him. They go, what happened with uh, bringing Trump down to the uh, bunker? He goes, we brought him down. He, they were afraid. The Secret Service was afraid. They were scared that uh, something bad was happening because of the protest. What I mean, what's with all the lying all the time? Why is it embarrassing to say, yeah, we went, to, we 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 saw a threat and we had to put the president down? What what is going on? I don't get what's going on, man. Anthony, what's I, I going on? Strong. I just think Why does Trump he have to lie long, about dumb shit? Like, like I, Anthony, I know a guy who um, I have a friend. He's actually a friend, but but he's a pathological liar, and I know it about him. Like he literally lies, but not about big stuff, like the dumbest little things, like shit that doesn't matter. And, and like, well, like Trump what, what, looks like he's invincible, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess he wants yeah, to but seem the, like he's the thing top. you're talking about, Howard. I have a friend who says, "Yeah, you know, it took him years to stop lying. He knew he was lying, right? But he couldn't help it. Why did it he was do something it? Something he wanted. He wanted nobody to know that he ever made a mistake or that he was ever caught off guard. Right. And even like if he perfect. didn't know something, he had to give an answer. Yeah, like I don't believe whether it Trump, was true or not. I don't believe Donald was taking hydroxychloroquine. I don't think he right. was ever taking it. I think he lied about that. I think he said, "Yeah, I'm taking it." I just, I, I don't believe any. I mean, like well, I remember, I, told you, I wouldn't believe I, it unless I gave him the pill and watched him swallow it. When I knew Donald years ago, I had heard the stories that he used to call up, um, like magazine people and newspaper people and lie and say that it was like, he literally will get on the phone and go, hi, um, this isn't Donald Trump. And it's his publicist. And I went, that's too wacky. I don't believe it. it I used to go, that's too wacky. You mean he got on the phone and pretended to be somebody talking about Donald Trump. And they said he hardly changed his voice. Yeah. He'd be so. like, <laughs> it'd be like if I did this, like, let's say Robin's a reporter. I go, Hi, I understand you're doing an article on Donald Trump. Yes. Or, I mean, I understand you're doing an article on Howard Stern. Is that correct? Yes. Is this Howard? No, no, no. This is his publicist, um, H Harvard Stein. Harvard, Harvard Stein. Stein. Oh, yeah. Harvard, I've never heard of you. What can I do for you? Um, I just was, you know, I just wanted to tell you, I think uh, Howard Stern's a great guy. Well, you're um, his publicist. Wouldn't you say yes. that? Well, because uh, let's face it, who knows uh, Howard Stern better than me? I'm Howard. I mean, I'm Harvard Stein. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like that. And it was like they all knew it was Donald. Yeah. But 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 Trump said the New York Times bunker story was fake news. But of course it was not. But if you start calling everything fake news. It was weird. And Trump even had a character like his name was John Barron. He would call yeah. up the newspapers as John. And I went, geez, you know, listen, I, I had no problem being friends with Donald because that, that kind of shit's kind of funny. But then when you become the president, you can't do that as the president. You just can't. Well, it reminded me of Eric, the actor, when he became Derek. 
Yeah, the other crazy thing, too, that I always heard was that he would cheat at golf. This guy wrote a book oh, about yeah. how he would yeah. lie about his score and then declare himself the course champ. It was, like, really important to be the champ of the course. And I'd be like, that's weird. Like, to me, the whole beauty of playing a sport is to legitimately win and to earn the win. But he just wanted to win without the work. And then, and then the other weird thing was when he was pretending to be his publicist, he, his publicist, him, claimed that Madonna was trying to date him. That was yeah. what the guy was calling in about. He goes like, you're not going to believe all the girls who want to fuck my client, Donald Trump. <laughs> These were the stories the publicist wanted published. Like if, I, if, like if, if I called you and you were a reporter, I go like, uh, I just want to tell you something about Howard Stern. You won't believe how many girls want to fuck him. <laughs> And I, he and, told me if he knew that uh, I was saying this. But what but, what do you expect me to do with that information? I'm, I'm not going to put that you, in an article. Do whatever you want with it. But Madonna wants to fuck him. Um, uh, uh, the entire band, the Go Go's, want to fuck him. <laughs> it's crazy well, if it's going to be famous women like that, I might have to write it. Are you sure this is true? <laughs> <laughs> And the whole country's falling apart, and he's attacking Jimmy Kimmel. That oh, was the best. Uh, just before I walked in here, <laughs> there was a Donald Trump add-on about how the how great the country has been doing. Right, and you know we need four or more years. Of oh, this. it's doing great. Everything's going <laughs> great. I can't I believe like, how great it's going. I can't believe you're running that commercial right now. Uh, I'm Donald's publicist. Uh, he fucks like a jackhammer. Did you write that? Forget about how bad the country's doing. Hey, anyway, anyway, Anthony, you were talking. I'm sorry, pal. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. uh, so, um, I I know, like, I, I just wanted to say that like, I'm not a Trump supporter. I just want to make that clear. But I, I still feel like you're being too one-sided when when you talk about him. You know, like you you, you bring on Anderson Cooper, you bring, <laughs> you bring on so? Andrew Cuomo. What's his name? Anthony. Anthony. Anthony, were you listening to the show yesterday? Uh, yes, Donald yes, was I, on I, yesterday. I, I, well, Howard explained <laughs> yeah, these yeah. are his opinions. Don't yeah. call him for a, a, a measured view. It's just the way I'm looking hey, at look, things. He, he has a right to, to, to believe in whatever he wants. Like, I'm just saying... Well, what do you believe? Bring on I'll, who, who I'll have you on. Like a, like a Dan Crenshaw. The, Dan but Crenshaw? that's not the show we do. We, he, also, he also explained this is not a news show. Yeah, Anthony, uh, it, I mean, yeah, people I, call I, I me up that, and want to know my political views, so I give it to them because I don't want to seem like I'm ducking the issue. But I would prefer not to. But uh, look, uh, yeah, I mean, like some people criticize me. go, oh, gee, all your guests seem to be anti-Trump. And I go, well, dude, that's because most accomplished people that, you know, like, who am I having on today? Sean Penn. The guy's a fucking major star. He's also a pretty yeah, bright a guy. What? I, I said I'm a famous of uh, Sean Penn. You're talking Could about you famous? you speak English? Say it again, Anthony. <laughs> I said I'm, I'm a fan of Sean Penn. Yeah, ah. I mean, everyone is. But I'm saying, you know, like... I'm having Sean Penn on because he's somebody interests me. You know, if he had just quit after Spicoli, I would have still been a fan. You know, and and but but to have Dan Crenshaw on, that's not 
what my show is. I mean, it's not like someone says, oh, you went Hollywood because you have Hollywood people on. I go, well, yeah, I guess if you're going to say I went Hollywood, good. I mean, that's the direction I want to go in, like accomplished people who make us happy, who are entertainers or accomplished comedians, like really bright people who have accomplished things, who haven't inherited money from their parents for the most part, but have mostly achieved greatness. I'm kind of interested, especially when I have on, you know, Green Day or Crosby, Stills and Nash or um, a great performance from uh, Brandy, what's her name? Granville. Brandy, who's Brandy Granville? Oh, Brandy Granville oh, from that, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Wife of yours. By the way, and she's coming back on there, and she claims <laughs> to have had a lesbian affair with uh, Denise Richards. And so right. I'm a big fan. I, I like that whole. <laughs> she's I, I accomplished. Like Let's have her on. <laughs> I, I have had her on, I believe. I, I, I would have her on have. again. But um, <laughs> But my point is, you know, I'm doing a show. On entertainment, on, uh, you know, stuff that we dig. To have Dan Crenshaw come on and drone on about stuff, it just it wouldn't appeal to me. And I don't think it would appeal to my audience. And there are better dudes at that. Like, there are guys who just do political shows. And they're really good at it. You know, they they, they get all fired up about this shit. And they know way more about it than I do. I just go and I read stuff and I'm, I'm just flabbergasted by the level of lying. I don't even understand. I'm, one thing I am is an honest guy. I'm pretty honest. I, I got to say, I'm an honest man. Like if you ask me a question, I'll answer you honestly. Or I'll tell you, gee, I don't want to answer that. Well, how but big was the crowd, Howard? <laughs> yeah, like I wouldn't, I would never lie and say, I, oh yeah, I went down to the bunker for an inspection. There's too many witnesses. Bar is there. This one's there. You know, they, they know the truth. And plus, if I'm the president of the United States, we're dealing in truth. And what do you think the people who work for him think when he tells a lie like that? You know, we all went down to the bunker because well, we thought there was a problem. You and see what happens. Says, oh, they no, I was inspecting. All guys have quit. All the good guys have quit. Any guy who even had some ounce of credibility is like, I can't even take, you know, I'm just going to get the fuck out of here. This is crazy town. And it, I mean, the fact that Trump won't wear a mask and encourage other people to wear a mask is crazy. I'm sorry. It's crazy. Yeah, I disagree with him on that. Like, I believe that you do to wear a mask. You... Not only that, seriously. Obviously, there's a huge part of this country that is upset about this guy getting, you know, getting murdered. And it wouldn't be anti-cop for the president to come out and say, you know, this is a terrible tragedy, and people are marching in the streets and they're upset, and they have every right to be. and And I and I want to, I want to address what's going on in the country with the protests, and I want to, I want to say a few words about George Floyd. You know, you know, you do that so that people feel like, wow, there's a leader, there's somebody who cares. You know, it it's really mostly like going to church. It's like you just feel like, oh, good, our leader is making some sense of all of this. You know, but, um, you know, even the refusal to do that is is weird to me. It's all weird. And, and you know, the country isn't doing well right now. People are out of work. And I know, and you can say, well, that's not Trump's fault. There's coronavirus. But the handling of the coronavirus 
It's kooky. Don't wear a mask. It's not much. I mean, it's it's all kookiness, I see. And I don't know, you know, it's just kooky to me. I don't understand it. I wish Donald would call, the real Donald, I wish he would call in and explain these things to me. That would be meaningful to me. I don't like having to say this. I don't want to be political. But I don't, I swear to you, I do not understand why you would lie about going down to the bunker. Big deal. It's a great day for George Floyd. The economy is coming. George is smiling from heaven. I mean, I don't even understand what's going on. Who would say that? That's crazy talk. George Floyd is not smiling down from heaven happy that the economy is coming back. He's just not. He's in the ground. He lost his life. Um, you know, this whole thing about taking a knee, who cares? Who cares? It's a anti-American. You're against the flag. Who cares if you're against the flag? So be against the flag. Who gives a fuck about the flag? You want to take a knee? You could take a shit. I don't care what you do. Don't take a knee. Who cares? That's not important. Whether a football player takes a knee. I don't care if Colin Kaepernick wants to take a knee. I think it's respectful to take a knee. It means he cares. That's it. What does it impact my but life? But it doesn't matter what you think. It's his right. It doesn't. That's right. Who cares? It's all dopey distraction from what's yeah, really happening. Yeah, shit that doesn't make a difference to anything. You want to hear something crazy? The reason Sean Penn's coming on, he is the guy who's put together the testing for the coronavirus. He's got a whole organization. He's doing testing all over. The government, he's stepping he's doing in. It? Sean Penn is the president of the United States. Yeah, I, I was just learning about this because he's coming what? on. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'll ask him about it. We'll get into it later. Well, it's crazy that Sean Penn is doing it and not the government. Yeah, No, he's got a whole thing. He's doing all the testing in L.A., a whole bunch of markets. Wow. Yeah. Spicoli is our new president. There you go. But uh, listen, I don't know what's going on, and I'm the worst person to comment on politics because I really don't know a lot. I just know what I know, and what I know is you don't lie. You can, you, you, and someone called me yesterday and said, well, you know, a lot of presidents have lied. I go, yeah, but about dumb shit like this? I, I yeah, get it when Bill Clinton's all, like, all, all yeah, politicians I, lie. I, I, I didn't get a blowjob from her. You know, I mean, OK, I get it. You're fighting for your political life. You want to lie. I mean, I'm sure everyone lies a little but But cheating at golf and lying and saying you're your own. You're not you're not Donald Trump, but you're a publicist. I, I mean. I think. I, what was it? He. Do you guys have that call that Donald made when he was like denying that he was Donald Trump? You might have noticed Miller sounds a lot like Trump. For about 14 minutes, Miller talked and boasted mostly about Trump's exploits with women. Including, he said, <laughs> Madonna. Well, she called and wanted to go out with him, that I can tell you. <laughs> That's his publicist. So I don't know what's going on with Donald. I, I don't know why he's lying about going down to the bunker. Who gives a fuck? You went down to the bunker. You were nervous. Secret Service took you down there for an hour. Maybe you weren't even nervous, but the Secret Service suggested it. Right. You just say, yeah, they took me down there. It was ridiculous. It was down there for about an hour. And then I came back up. 
I mean, what what's going on? I don't get it, man. I don't know. And uh, then people go, oh, the economy is so much better. I go, oh, hasn't changed for me, really. I'm paying more taxes than I ever did. Um, stock market's doing well, but I don't have that much money in the stock market. Do you? <laughs> I mean, Anthony, do you have a lot of money in the stock market? I do not, unfortunately. Exactly. Then how's the economy great for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the economy was as great for me during Obama as it is during Trump, honestly. For me. That's all I know. But who knows, man? We'll see what happens, okay? All right, Howard. You and Anthony, I'll go try and find somebody who... I got to go find somebody who's really like a super successful entertainer that wants to praise Trump. I'll go look for one, okay? Well, that would be John Voight. (laughs) I'll get John Voight on, okay? I love John Voight. (laughs) I do, too. It'll be a great well, week. Scott I'm gonna get Bayo, Scott get Scott Bayo, John Voigt, <laughs> and uh, maybe Ted Nugent. No, uh, to, uh, Anthony Sabato. <laughs> Anthony Sabato Junior. <laughs> okay, sounds like a good week to Tyson. me. Mike Tyson's for Trump. I, I believe so. Wow. I'm pretty sure I, I saw him a long time ago. Kanye West is. I know that. I don't know, though. Kanye keeps go flipping back and forth. Yeah, it's flip-flopping. Yeah. I'll get Diamond and Silk. How's that? All right. Yeah, I'll, try, I'll, get, I'll get to work on it. Thank you. Might want to be sick that week, Robin, and not show I, up. Yeah, well, I'll get sick <laughs> if I listen too long. Yeah. By the way, I don't screen my guests to ask to to find out ahead of time what their political views are. Well, like, some honestly. of them you know, you know, like yeah. they would say, you know, Alec Baldwin, you know what kind of uh uh where he leans. Right. Yeah, it's true. Some of them I do know, but yeah. It's not primarily why I have them on. Although I do think it's interesting to hear some people's views. But uh, you know, that's it. All right, let me uh, get to a couple other things while I'm sitting here doing nothing. Enough with Ronnie and the shitting. But while I'm on the email, uh, people thought it was great that Gary's going back and searching for his ancestry. (laughs) Gary's segment this morning about Gary's DNA test results. I laughed my ass off. Forget about not being Italian. I'm surprised that Gary even passed as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now. (laughs) Gary looks like he's 100% Neanderthal. They can trace his ancestry as far back as early man. Gary finding out that he is part Sephardic and Disapora Jew is the greatest thing to ever come out Diaspora. of the Eastern Show. Diaspora. What is heard oh, of that? Why can't you say that? <laughs> I say diaspora, and I believe uh, <laughs> that is the correct way to say it. Diaspora? Diaspora. Hmm. What is that? I never heard that. It's like a, a, a patch, a swath. You know, like the diaspora is like the whole region where you'd find Jews. By the way, Gary is now going around saying he's heard from a lot of Jews welcoming him into the religion. <laughs> Let's have a bat mitzvah, I mean, a bar mitzvah for him. Is that right, Gary? Got, Who are you hearing from? I got so many texts yesterday from people like, welcome to the tribe. Congratulations. We're going to do a half Torah for you. It's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay, fine. Half Torah. He's going to do half the Torah. Uh, I'll do the full, uh, do the full Torah. 
They, yeah, so Gary, it turns out Gary, who I always thought was a full-blooded Italian. Oh, we didn't think anybody got more Italian than Gary. Barely even has, he has zero Italian blood in him. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just crazy. But, uh, and he has a lot of Jew in him. <clears throat> I always thought you were kind of Jewy in a, in a way. There you go. What does that there mean? Absolutely well, he nothing. Would, you know, to cover up his Jewishness, he would say Jews and Italians are a lot alike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who ever said that. Uh, uh, and also the audience liked that game we played yesterday where we, you know, guess the ages of the staff. Uh-huh. I was doing pretty well at the ga- guessing the staff ages until John Hine. I guessed 57 like Howard. <laughs> Here's one. I can't believe there's a five-year age gap between Richard and Sal. I always thought those two were the same age. Well, mentally, yes. Yes. Please play with Benji. I'm begging you. Benji's age has been a myth since day one. Well, I'll tell you the truth. We purposely left Benji out of this game because he's so obnoxious about his age. It's just weird. Like, you ask Benji's age, and it's like, he gets weird, and he it's a shtick. It's like you can't ask the guy a straight question. I don't know what it is. I think he's, my guess is he's ashamed of his age because he feels he should be further along in life or something like that. Like being on this show isn't good enough and he should somehow be, what, what, what is it, Gary? You could sum it up. There's some shame in him admitting his age. Well, I think when he started with us, he wanted to be, you know, he came to us as an intern, but he wasn't intern age. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was older. So I think he was older. So I think right from, right off the bat, he didn't want that kind of uh, 